find someone to talk to that has your best interest at heart is very important. You don't go talk to everybody and you have to be strategic who you talk to and what you say. Stay tuned to hear Cassandra share her thoughts on surviving in the workplace through a spiritual lens. Do you want to go deeper in your faith even while you're on the go? No matter how busy the season you're in, Access More has a library of faith-based podcasts to help you grow spiritually. With podcasts from Christian thought leaders such as Christine Kane, Lisa Harper, Taryn Wells, and Bob Goff, you can hear podcasts on religion, culture, family, entertainment, and so much more. Access More gives you a safe space to find inspiring conversations about faith. Start listening today at accessmore.com. Welcome to Positively Joy. Are you living life but feel like something's missing? You've come to the right place. I'm your host, Yvette Walker, and here we discover the true meaning of joy and learn that it's not just a feeling, it's faith. Jesus says in the Gospel of John chapter 15 that we can be filled with the only joy that will complete us simply by abiding in the Father's love and doing His will. This season, we will explore finding joy by walking with God in our everyday lives. Stay with us and hear other stories as they too have walked this path of discovery. Welcome to part two of Finding Your Purpose in the Workplace with Faith. Last week, Erica James talked about using her prophetic gifts to help business leaders. This week, Cassandra Crowley-Mayo talks about corporate America. The daughter of a preacher's kid, she's grown up in the church, but her career has taken her into boardrooms. Climbing the workplace ladder can be brutal, but when you have God behind you, she says, you will make it. Cassandra gives spiritual advice with practical tips on today's show. Here's Cassandra. Cassandra Crawley-Mail, thank you so much for being on the show today. Thank you for having me, Yvette. I'm looking forward to our conversation today. Oh, me too. You are a speaker, an author, and a mentor. And I want to talk to you today about two different things I think that you refer to, and that's issues of empowerment Mm -hmm. and that dreaded imposter syndrome. I know that when I speak to uh, my listeners and, and people on social media, that is something that they struggle with. And it too is part of my testimony as well. Uh, so I think hearing from you today will be very helpful to listeners. But of course, like I do in the show, I'd like my listeners to get to know you a little bit better. Okay. So tell us how you became a speaker, mentor, and author, and tell us a little bit about your faith walk. Okay. Well, I used to categorize myself by the work that I did. And I no longer will do that. But what I will say is that my background is in corporate America. Mm. I worked in corporate America for about 30 plus years. And when I was working in that capacity, I was the first African-American female in my space. Wow. And back in that time, you know, I was naive to the fact that I was subject to racism. And I'll tell you why I, I think being naive at that time was good because it didn't hurt my feelings. Mm. You know, I was so focused on doing my job um, 
whatever they said or whatever they did, I, you know, I would like, hmm, that's kind of strange that they would react like that. And so I went on and I moved on. And what that did for me is pave the way for other African-American, not only females, but males as well. Because when I think back on it, I realized that perhaps I was placed in certain positions not to be successful because organizations had a quota. So, okay, I'm going to hire her and okay, we'll, we'll show them. Let's see how she does. But by the grace of God, I did a great job. Well, let me just jump in and tell you that you are absolutely right. You, you and I share that, uh, working, uh, for me, it was newsrooms because I'm a journalist, um, former journalist, but you are absolutely right. I also have experienced that. So let me thank you for going through that. You indeed have paved the way for those who came after you. Uh, and as for anyone listening, I just want to confirm what you said is absolutely true. <laughs> <laughs> absolutely. The Positively Joy podcast is a member of the Spark Media Network and can be heard on the Edify app. You know, it's pledge season on some public radio networks. We don't do that here, but we can't exist without your support. Join my friend SP in becoming a Patreon monthly giver. You can give as little as $5 and receive some great benefits. Go to PositivelyJoy.com and click support. And, you know, I, I when you ask me about my faith, I grew up with my dad was a PK, a pastor's kid. So I say that to say that that was already embedded in me. I call it, it was my DNA, my dominating natural ability. And if we did not go to church, then we would get a, a visit by my grandfather to say, well, what's going on? Why didn't you all go to church? So mm-hmm. I grew up in the church. Now, um, you know, and I always say, you know, I used to always say, train up a child. We've heard it, train up a child the way they should go and they will not depart from it. Um, I So I, I would refer back to that when I was having some challenges in the workforce. And I would say, oh, okay, well, let me go to church. You know what? I, and I another thing I did, I relocated a lot. I moved to state the state because of the the promotions that I would get. So mm-hmm. one of the first things that I would do is find a church. Mm. So that's kind of how it all started. Let me ask you, was that difficult? Because listen, you, you are telling my life story. <laughs> I'm I, I really <laughs> we're doing the same thing here. And going from going from state to state and having to find that new church home was difficult sometimes, at least for me. How was mm-hmm. it for you? Well, it was, but you know, I I am an introvert by nature, mm. and that surprises a lot of people. But this is what what the deal is when that happens. If I were to move to a new place and I did not know anyone, I had to do something to get to know people. As my mom used to say, if you want friends, you have to show yourself friendly. Oh, as I was out and about, and I would see people that maybe we had the um mutual interests or was something they had on that I liked, I would compliment them. And from that point, I would ask them, you know, do they attend the church? Uh, what church do they attend? So uh, wherever I had gone, I had like a, several churches people would tell me about, and then I would go visit. Mm-hmm. And that's how I would find a church. Okay. Um, so uh, is there a church that you found that really became your home? Everywhere that I moved, it became my home. So when I would move again, I'd find another church. 
Now, oh, there, have so been, there have been times when I moved in an area, I found a church, but it wasn't it wasn't feeding my soul. Mm-hmm. So then I started searching around for different churches because uh, for me, I had to be fed. I just didn't go because this was the mega church or so-and-so went to that church. It was always about me being fed because that's something that I needed. Mm, absolutely. So you are moving around, you are getting promotions. Um, and as, and I, I know you just said, this is, this does not define you. This is what you did. Yeah. Um, but you know, but certainly our experiences help, help to form who we are. So you're going through this and, um, along the way, mm-hmm. I imagine that you are learning a little bit about what it takes to empower yourself Mm-hmm. And also, you know, did you feel any imposter syndrome as you were climbing those ranks? Mm-hmm. You know, I did not feel imposter syndrome until later on in my career. Mm. And that's what bothered me, you know, and I think maybe because I was naive, you know, I was just, you know, getting my feet wet. This was a new opportunity. Let me try this. And whatever I would do, I would always run the business like it was my own because I I knew no other way to do that. And so, but later on in my career, I started struggling with imposter syndrome. I started questioning my capabilities. You know, uh, I always presented, um, you know, I was uh, the training, you know, I was, you know, I would get in touch with the CEOs of an organization. I would work with them. And then I don't know, it was weird. And I was like, oh, did I say that right? Oh my goodness. That didn't sound right, did it? And then, you know, and then I'm standing up there speaking and you can, and I can, as speakers, you work your your crowd, so to speak. You look in the audience to see what's going on. And when I would see people whisper, I'm like, "Uh uh-oh. This didn't make sense. Oh, my gosh. I had a boss that called me in his office and he said to me, Cassandra, we have decided that you may need to go back to the industry that you were in because so-and-so and and -and so-and-so said that when you present yourself to clients, you have become an embarrassment. And I was devastated. And I was like, what? They said an embarrassment. Now, mind you, the colleagues were white men, mm-hmm. and I, I I literally cried. I was it, I was just oh my gosh, and I thought I was doing so well, you know. And I asked him, could I leave for the day and think about it? Mm-hmm. He said sure. And I went home, talked to my parents, prayed, and I came back that next morning. I said, no, I'm not going back to my industry. I'm going to do fine right here. And I think that I I started getting revelations about. Um, you know, how I was being perceived by other people. Like they will call us them and I'm going to call them them. And mm-hmm. they say them because we're we're a different group, mm-hmm. you know? So that not only made me work harder, be more effective. I got closer to God because I needed his help mm-hmm. to do a good job. And at the end of that particular uh, job role, the same guy that asked me to leave, he called me for everything. If there was a problem with a client, he would always call on me and we obtained a great relationship. 
So that's just, and I, I just think those types of things, those personal experiences start gnawing on you, mm-hmm. you know, and I think that's kind of what was happening with me with imposter syndrome and, you know, just working it with different women, um, white women, black women, white men, you know, it was just interesting because their culture was different. Their perception was different and I was treated different. Mm-hmm. And as you, you know, you work in the industry and you mature. And then by the grace of God, I had a spirit of discernment mm-hmm. and could tell when things weren't, or I was either being sabotaged by someone or something of that nature. So you, so you work as a mentor now I and um, let's talk about when people come to you who are experiencing some of that. You said something that I think is really interesting. You said, you said racism, which certainly exists, but you also said culture. And I think that, you know, having having also experienced, you know, time in in uh, in newsrooms, uh, which is like a corporate office. Yes. Um, it's there are so many people with different personalities, with different cultures. I mean, even people of the same races and ethnicities can be very, very wow. different and sometimes difficult to work with. Mm-hmm. Um, so, and then as a woman, you know, I, as a woman, I mean, when I, when I have had to work with people, I am mindful of differences, certainly in race and ethnicity, but also gender. Yes. And, um, I've worked with some wonderful men, but I've mm-hmm. also worked with some men who weren't used to working with women or closely with women. Yes. So the, so today when you are able to work with people, what are some of the issues that they have? Um, and how are you, and, and what do you, you know, what's your advice to them? And, and of course the fact that you have a spirit of discernment and that you went to God, cause this, that's what we have to do, mm-hmm. um, to determine what really, what, what our role is in his world in, in this, in, well, I said his world and I was going to change it. No, his world, yeah. um, is decided by him. And so, um, you know, I believe that he places us where, you know, where we should be even though sometimes it doesn't feel right at the time. Yeah. So all the experience you've had, so the people that you are working with now and that you get a chance to talk to, what are some of those problems and and how can you help them? And hopefully our listeners will get some some of, of that help as well. Sure. Um, I talk a lot about politics and politics is not only in the government. Politics is everywhere. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I, I kind of talk to them in regards to what is the culture like? So and let me give you an example like of a culture. You know, are they how do they look toward new people in the company? Um, do they go out a lot? Do they have dinners? You know, and who's invited to those dinners? Mm-hmm. Um, also, I talk about relationships and to find out who are the influencers, who are the decision makers in the company? Who do you think is a coach for you? You know, so I kind of take them through what I would call a relationship grid within the corporation and kind of talk about that and never underestimate the admin assistants. You know, I kind of talk about them. And mm-hmm. then I also say, why don't we for the influencers, why don't we find out something about them? You know, when were they born? What about their children? You know, are they married? What do they like to do? You know, things of that nature. But I caution them to be genuine. 
you know, you don't just go in and say with a pad and say, okay, when's your birthday? When's this? When this? Then yeah. it's a yeah. It's kind of like it's a um, it's an art and a science on how you do that. Mm-hmm. So once I find out what it is that they want to accomplish within the organization, that kind of helps me because you have some cultures who they're good old boy network, mm-hmm. and you need to know that. You know, I have uh, clients that say, I don't want to go to dinner. You know, I, I, I'm i tired when I get off work. I don't want to do And plus, I don't play golf. I don't do this. Now, if I don't do it, what will happen? I said, well, you'll be seen as silent. So whatever happens, it's OK with you. So it depends on what you want in the organization. Then you're going to have to shift and do some of these things. But when you do, it has to be ethical, moral and honest. So there's certain criteria that's important that you still do when you go in and do those things. So that way you'll understand who's boat the rock, but don't ever underestimate the power of relationships. And I talk about a coach in the organization. It doesn't always have to be a female, female, black, black, you know, so I kind of go through that, but I have to understand the dynamics and the critical thing is what is it that they want? Mm, mm -hmm. And and are you willing to do the work based on what you want? And if not, then that may not be the place for you. Mm-hmm. So, all right, that's really good advice. Finding finding a coach, uh, relationships in that in that office. I, I hear you. I do not play golf, but there are other ways to create that's those right. relationships, as you said. Right. So, all right. So say someone who really kind of doesn't want to do that, but say, okay, they're going to have a mind shift and they understand this could be important to their mm-hmm. success there. So they're going to do this. Um, but like you, at least one time, they are not feeling confident. Mm-hmm. And this could be for lots of different reasons. They are doubting themselves, even though they, even though they are good at what they do. Mm-hmm. Um what would be the first thing if if there were, you know, one or two things that you would tell them to do? And assuming that they that they believe that God has placed them in this role, mm-hmm. hopefully they've done some, some done some praying on this. Mm-hmm. They believe that they were there for a reason, but they're still experiencing doubt or imposter syndrome, as we say. Uh, right. What should they do, or what should they think about? Well, one of the things that we do not do as a society is think about your accomplishments. What have you done well with, you know, mm-hmm. what, let, let's kind of talk about, let's go maybe six months to a year and let's write down things that you are proud of, you know, because I don't like to start with the negative because when we get on the higher notes, so to speak, then you're like, yeah, oh yeah, I published an article. Okay, well, you know, um, I completed this project and I did really well or my performance review. It was really good. You know, I got this. So I like to focus on that first. Mm -hmm. And then we kind of go to the confidence level and try to figure out, you know, what what are you not confident about? Is does this person intimidate you? What is the characteristic of this individual? Particularly when you do presentations, they give you projects. I find that a lot of them are intimidated. They're intimidated by whom they report to, but to let them know that they're just like we are. They 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 believe red blood. They put on their pants like this, you know, and also having someone to talk to mm-hmm. that has your best interest at heart is very important. You don't go talk to everybody and you have to be strategic 
who you talk to and what you say. And that's why I always encourage people to have a mentor. You can have one outside of the job, you know, and inside of the job. So those are just some of the things that I talk to to them uh, about. And um, and then to let them know it's a process. It will take time, you know, but and there could be some things where they need training on. Maybe their mm-hmm. skill set and something's not good, like computer skills. Well, you have to get the training to do that. And I also encourage them to take training. Training and education for me is a morale booster. I remember when I went and got my master's, you thought I could. I'm like, man, I felt so good, mm-hmm. you know, because that's just more knowledge. Because my thing is you always want to grow, you want to learn, and you want to serve. Absolutely. Yeah. I love that. Grow, learn, and serve. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because, and there is such a thing as servant leadership. It's something mm-hmm. that I have tried to model really all my working life on. Mm-hmm. Yes, exactly. And that's when, you know, and when I go in like that, and then I used to have a mind shift and say, actually, I report to God. You know, and that's the Amen. way that I would look at it. Like he is who I'm to please, so to speak. You know, Mm -hmm. I want to keep my mind stayed on him so that I may have perfect peace. God, give me direction because I know that all things will work together for good according to Richard, according to your purpose. You know, Mm -hmm. so I have to, I I have to, and and that didn't happen overnight. That, That my growth, and I'm growing daily. I still am a work in progress, but I that just helps me. And it's amazing how he'll bring things back to your remembrance. And like, wow, I know that came from him. That that, you know, he'll make your enemy your footstool. Vengeance is mine. So it's not about retaliation, you know. So that's kind of how I my modus operandi, and I'm not saying that happened all the time. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I learned, and I understand too that um, we're going to all have trials and tribulations. You know, yes, yes. maybe that any any, and I used to always say, um, maybe the detour that I'm having in this is leading me to my destination. Mm, yes, yes. Uh-huh. And there there may be missteps along the way. Cool. Um, say you 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 reach out and you try to establish those relationships, and maybe the person you choose was not the one for you. Yes. Maybe that person is a backstabber. We've we've yes. experienced that before. Yes. That also I think can contribute to that negativity in your own spirit about whether or not you should be there. How do you come back from something like that? You are, you know, you're making an effort and and there's a little misstep there. How do you come back mm-hmm. from that? Um well <laughs> if I have what what now this is growth. If there is something that I did to someone or said, I have gone back to apologize. Mm-hmm. I would say, I'm sorry. What I did was was not right. And I know that. So I ask you for my forgiveness. If they don't, that's on them. Mm-hmm. Now, um, now the how do I come back from that is another thing. And you know, sometimes, you know, you you have uh uh some not so good experiences and you're kind of low, but if you keep going and faint not, you won't even realize when you got out of that funk. 
<laughs> you know, I mean, you may like wake up one morning and it, you don't even like, oh, wow, I feel OK today. I'm, mm-hmm. I'm OK today. You know, um, and then I always talk about we all have a thorn in our side mm-hmm. and, you know, and our thorns are different. You know, Paul had a thorn and no one, everybody speculates what they think his thorn was, but we all have one. And I look at it to say, to keep us humble. You know, we're not to be so proud, you know, so I, and that's kind of how I accept certain things that have occurred in my life is just say, that's what it is. And I know it's going to be okay. I've, I've never seen God forsake me for anything. I've forsaken him, but he hasn't forsaken me. Mm. So that actually leads me to a, a, a great question. Was there a time in in your career where you felt the unexpected, incredible love of God? Yeah, yeah. Um, oh, so many things. But let me just tell you what came to mind. One day, um, I received a fax in my office and the facts did not supposed to come to me. Mm. And on the document, it had everybody's salary that had, that was in my position. And as I looked at it, I had the lowest. Uh. And I was like, oh, wow, this is interesting. I'm getting paid less and I know I'm doing better. Mm -hmm. You know, I was the only African-American and because of the relationship that I had, I went to someone that was the chief financial officer for the company. And I shared that with him. And what I didn't go with a grudge, with an attitude or any of that. You know, what, what happened is God granted me grace and fairness. They had to retro my plan. Wow. Oh, wow. For many years. Uh-huh. And I said... Thank you, God, because I believe he made it possible for me to see that document Mm -hmm. and to see whether I was going to use my voice because we see things, but we don't want to use our voice for Mm -hmm. fear of certain things. Mm -hmm. And I knew then I'm like, God, you are awesome. And yeah, so that was something, one of many things, but that demonstrated to me how much he loved me, that he was going to take care of me. Vengeance was his, not, not mine. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. So obviously you're speaking from your own um, experience. Uh, you know, I want to let people know that everyone can have some similarities in their life. They mm-hmm. may be, they may not be African-American or even female, right. um, although most of my listeners are uh, female, but um, they can still have a culture clash with mm-hmm. with people at work. They can still have um, background differences from people at work. And so this uh, this information, and I think your experiences apply to a, a lot of people, wide range of people, mm-hmm. uh, because we are all different. Yeah. And even within the same classes and, and ethnicities, there's still differences and culture clashes that mm-hmm. I believe um, can cause problems, can cause you to doubt yourself, can cause you to have imposter syndrome. Mm-hmm. So I really hope people are taking this all to heart uh, if they're if they're experiencing anything like that, to listen to what you did and the faith that you had, mm-hmm. and to you know see if they can apply some of that to their own experience. That's right. Exactly. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So tell me about um, some of your writing. 
Okay. And also, um, if people want to contact you for more information, um, what kind of services do you provide and where can they get a hold of you? Okay. Well, I, first of all, I, um, I'm a debut author. I just published a book probably December 2021, January 2022. Mm -hmm. And the title of my book is, Is Your Way in Your Way? Mm. It's a self-discovery guide for women on how to um, how to, to 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 learn from your experiences and be your true self again. And the impetus for the book was, I believe, I know that as women, and I'll say men too, based on a call I got from a man who read my book yesterday, <laughs> that we have so much to offer the world, but yet our self-imposed barriers prevent us from being the people that God ordained us to be. Mm -hmm. And when I started the, the writing, which I was, I felt led to do this 15 so years ago, but I just did it. I was, I was resisting it because I did not want to be exposed. Mm -hmm. And, you know, so it took me a while, but I kept being nudged and it was bothering me because I knew I'm like, could you get back? Stop. Get out of my head. <laughs> get out of my head. And so what I learned is I was in my way. I was not doing what I was led to do. Mm -hmm. And, you know, and I just wanted to. Uh, you know, I, I guess I'll kind of talk about my vision with that is to see a generation of women pivot with a new vigor for life, you know, um, to be the women that God has ordained them to be. Because I once heard a, a minister said the richest place was the graveyard. And that's because there were so many unfulfilled dreams. And I said, oh, no. I am not. I do not want to have any regrets when it's time for me to go. So I made a commitment, a covenant with God to say, help me do all that you have created me to do. So the book is part of that. And, and the, the, the services that I provide is, as I indicate, the author, but I'm a speaker and I'm also a mentor. And the reason I'm a, I, I like the word mentor rather than a coach, and coaches are great because I've had them, but I am looking to inspire and provide information that will transform you to like who you are becoming. Mm. So it's a mindset shift because for other things, it's like, okay, I got that and I'm done. Well, we're never done until we're done. So I want us to not show off, but show up as being authentic and being the person that we were created to be. So that's why I chose the mentoring part because of mentors that I've had, um, the blessings that, and I've had coaches, but it was a short period of time. Mm -hmm. But as somebody that has your best interest at heart, that could kind of help you, you know, on your path. And so those are the services that I provide. I um I, I actually have a website. It's CassandraCrawley.com. And I'm on social media platforms like the um, Facebook and LinkedIn and Instagram under Cassandra Crawley Mayo or Cassandra Crawley. It, it, it all comes up from there. Well, thank you. It is so important to have mentors have mentor relationships. And I think some people think that they that they get them when they're younger. Uh, but but you know you can get them at any time of your life. Yeah. Um, 
and and have a have a long term. And I think the inspiration and the positivity yeah. um, certainly can be very helpful. And it's something it's something that we all need. Yes, exactly. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Well, congratulations on the book. That is Thank exciting. You. Yeah. Um, and so sounds like you've had some good um, uh, responses to it. You got a call yesterday. Yeah. Yeah. What are some of the things that people are taking away from the book? Well, it's all about the your barriers. For example, the the book is written as love letters to women. Mm. So, for example, I would say like, dear women um, who wear mask, and I'm talking about figurative mask, mm-hmm. or dear women who have old scars and resentment, um, like a letter to dear women who has questioned whether there is a God. Now, all the things that I've written were things I experienced as mm-hmm. well. And then, of course, you know, it starts with the scripture. And then I have at the end of each chapter uh, the message, the takeaways. Mm-hmm. And then I have a scripture that correlates with the message. Um, I even have dear women who are in a good place, <laughs> dear women who are trying to figure out what their purpose is. Mm-hmm. You know, so those are the things that um, that were written to empower. And also, like you said earlier, Yvette, it's like, it's it's really great to know that you're not alone in certain things. Yes. You know, when you hear somebody else like, wow, I thought I was going through, you know, so I, I know that when the book is read, you will see yourself in those pages. Mm, that's excellent. That's what the book is about. Excellent. Yeah. Well, I, I, many, many, uh, you know, many more copies uh, to be printed and to be shipped out to people. I think that there's a lot of blessings in there and and can really help people. Um, I really want to thank you for your words today and your, again, your encouragement today. Um, a lot of people, you know, and it's interesting because it's for I don't know if this is the season I'm in now, but I've been talking uh, more about corporate and faith, mm-hmm. more than I had before. Um, in fact, I, you know, I did something as part of a speaker series on, you know, on corporate and faith and and being a woman and all of that. And I think that that could be something that the Lord is bringing out because there are many women who are in corporate, maybe juggling families or maybe not, but um, understanding that there's, you know, for for me, at least it was juggling faith and corporate. Yeah. So all of that is, is, I think, is something that, that I'm beginning to see more about. So I thank you for sharing your wisdom on that. Yeah. My pleasure. It's a pleasure. Thank yeah. you. You're welcome. Well, again, everyone, you can find her at Cassandra Crawley or is it CassandraCrawley.com? Right. That's correct. Yes. That's right. Or Cassandra Crawley Mayo on yes. social. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. Absolutely. Check out the book, you know, and be blessed. Yes. I appreciate you so much. Thank you so much for today. And thanks for having me, Vet. It was my pleasure. Thank you for listening to Positively Joy. Please leave us a review and a ranking wherever you are listening. Special thanks to music composer Morel Sanders and to editor Susan Marie. For more podcasts, go to thejam.online to listen to Journalists Advancing Ministry about journalists who have left media for the ministry. 
and go to Amazon.com to read Whispering in His Ear, my book of devotions that include life lessons, prayers, and journal writing, along with multimedia songs and spoken word. For Positively Joy t-shirts and other merch, go to PositivelyJoy.com and click shop. Shop.